MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Joining now with our Chantal Marks, Head of Research, FNB Wealth and Investments. Chantal, appreciate the early morning. Uh, you put out a list, five local, five offshore stocks you like. Uh, let's stick on the, the local today. It's Richmond, it's Coal Group, which uh, used to be Carp, I agree. Uh, African Rainbow Capital Investments, of course, they own Rain and Time Bank. Afrimat, who's trying to buy Lafarge, uh, and Bidcorp. I'm not going to have time for all of them, but let's start off with the, the Bidcorp. This, of course, spun out of Bidvest and, and really has had a, a two terrific sort of period on the market and a nice business. I mean, well put together, uh, good growth, some organic. They do clever bolt-on acquisitions and a stock you're liking a lot. Yes. I mean, we've been we've been Bitcorp fans ever mm-hmm. since the unbundling and probably before the unbundling as well, uh, probably liking Bitvest a, a bit less uh, without Bitcorp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so well positioned, as you mentioned. And it's the, the, the biggest thing for me is that it's it trades in a very fragmented market still. Yeah. So even though they've been trading for years and years and years and years, there aren't a lot of very big players and there are a lot of small players, which means that those opportunities for those bolt-on acquisitions exist and they are so good at doing it so they seamlessly integrate these businesses into to the bigger platform um and i still think that there is room for growth in uh, in travel and entertainment people haven't forgotten about the lockdown and how <laughs> terrible it was um i think that there's still a uh, a sense amongst people globally that they want to get out there and Bidcorp um, really services restaurants, they service hotels, they service catering businesses. Um, and these are the businesses that I think can still benefit from from that return to entertainment, particularly in, in catering that hasn't really fully recovered after uh, COVID-19. Mm. Afrimat, you mentioned deal-making, which Bidcorp does. Afrimat, perhaps the king of deal-making, Andreas van Heerden and his team. Uh, the stock has run, but still not expensive. Forward PE of under eight times. Uh, the Lafarge deal waiting for some sort of I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed. But this really has been a, a stellar performer on the market. And, and, and you're saying still offering some value with a, a very strong balance sheet. Yes, I think a, a company with a track record like Afribat should not be trading on a on a Ford P of eight. Um, I think that this that a lot more can be assigned to a company with this. Um, with a management team with that with a very strong track record of making super good acquisitions and also growing their business organically against a very very difficult macroeconomic backdrop i mean their core business back in the day was construction materials and we haven't seen big massive product product rollouts and infrastructure investments in south africa in a very long time um, and they did the right thing by making those acquisitions. But that didn't mean that the core business really suffered as a result or was exceptionally poor. Mm. They still managed to do good business in that area. Um, I really like the Lafarge acquisition. I think it's going to complement that construction yeah. materials business quite well. And our infrastructure is literally crumbling um, in <laughs> front of our eyes. So I think that they could be a key beneficiary of a forced infrastructure investment at this point um and then you have that complementary um bulk commodities business that just kind of uh, offsets any sort of weakness in construction materials um or potentially that detracts a little bit um but i think that through the cycle it's um of it it's a really nice sweetener
And then talk to me about African Rainbow Capital Investments. As I said, the, the big ones we know from them is Rain and Time Bank. They're, they're, a, they're a holding company. They bring BEE uh, 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 credentials to, to, to the companies they hold. Trades that massive discount to, to net asset value. Yes, and this is despite management having threatened to delist the company because of that <laughs> that discount. So if you are if you're thinking, well, maybe management will actually delist the company, you could expect a really solid payday based on the net asset value of African Rainbow Capital. If they don't do it, you have uh, two very strong growing businesses that are gaining scale at an exceptionally high pace um, that will probably, over time, deliver the goods to the extent that that discount will start narrowing or it will just grow in line with the net asset value of these really, really strong investments. Um, I think a really nice catalyst for African Rainbow um, Capital could be that Time Bank is now profitable. Mm -hmm. So it's no longer detracting from mm-hmm. from a cash flow perspective, um, so I think that that's really great. I think the stuff that they're doing in the in the um, in Southeast Asia is super interesting, um, and I think that Rain also moving into voice and becoming um, a bit more of a well-rounded mobile um, services provider could um, be very good for them as well. The smaller businesses are also great. The smaller investments, I mean. Um, Alexander Forbes is one of their investments and we know Alexander Forbes has done a lot over the last few years. And I'd actually forgotten about this Southeast Asia. That's a little embarrassing. But yeah, it's a really great space. Quick last one. Uh, the Carl, Carl Group used to be Carp Agri. i got to say, that's one that really stood out for me. You know, the likes of Richmond makes perfect sense. Carp Agri, I would have thought very much more tied to farming. Uh, perhaps we, the, 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 the great uh, harvests from the rainy seasons are, are, are behind us. You say, no, hang on a second. There's some value here. So, I mean, firstly, on the agriculture space, we know that we are moving from a La Nina weather pattern to an El Nino weather pattern, mm-hmm. which which tends to be drier. But um, expectations are that it's going to be a short El Nino period. So it's not going to be a, a, a long kind of period of drought and low below average rainfall. Mm-hmm. And because we've had these periods of La Nina and a lot of rainfall, our soil moisture levels are still quite high in South Africa, which means that harvests are expected to still be quite good. So this year, we still expect a really good outcome from from the agri sector. So they'll benefit from that. And then they made a transformative acquisition a few years ago. Um, They bought a fuel retailer called Peg, and they own a bunch of uh, kind of... uh, petrol stations across South Africa. Um, I know that's very contentious at the moment with diesel gates um, <laughs> that, that we have, but they've, they've trade under reputable brands and they have these massive forecourts with restaurants and all the rest of it and they're continuing to improve that service offering. Um, and I think that they, um, I think that's a really solid business for them, particularly in the retail space with the forecourts. We know that with fuel retail, you don't make a lot of money, but it's all the rest um, that really does well for you. Yeah, you pop into that little shop and you can quickly spend a pile of cash. We'll leave it there, Chantal Marks, Head of Research, FMB Wealth and Investments. Always appreciate the insights. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.